Good morning, everybody. Um, today is February 2nd, 2022. And uh, it's probably about 7 o'clock in the morning, Central Standard Time in the Midwest. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hopefully, you all are making it to work safely and sound. I think we're going to be receiving about um, they say about two feet of snow. That's what they're saying. Hopefully not, but anyway, let's get right into it. Welcome to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome. We're on the, what is it, volume number 118 of the uh, Quarantine Lean edition of the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. So, um... I have made some very, very, I would say, groundbreaking statements about ownership, about black business, about entrepreneurialism in our community, and why it is a reason, to me, the number one reason that black people are constantly confused we're constantly having to get permission to bow to bow down to misquote to I mean it's it's embarrassing it's truly truly embarrassing You know, we don't have our own food patterns. If anybody know what a food pattern is, it's basically uh, a food path. It's basically a connection to producing food. You know, like strawberries, lettuce, tomatoes, beef, pork, chicken. It's ridiculous. And it's being shown through the health conditions of our people. We don't have a direct correlation to food. If you ask a a black kid today, like, what do they eat for dinner? Some people may say, hey, you know, um, a sandwich or a burger or Cheetos or some chili cheese fries, you know, and all in well, that may be all in good, but a lot of these things are based upon the food choices that are available in our community. And if you look, if you go to look in other different areas outside of the black community, you probably won't see too many places that are selling Philly cheesesteaks or pizza or fried chicken, fried fish everywhere is bad. If you really want to look at it like that. And, you know, the crazy part about it is, is, you know, these places that we're even getting the food from, 
there was a time that there were black cooks, but now they're not even, you know, you're not even seeing black cooks in these, in these um, small businesses anymore. I said this a long time ago. Black people are consumer number one on somebody else's business and marketing plan. And I'm really, really. It just upsets me because I think that we're so resourceful. Not I think I know we're so resourceful. But at the same time, we become lazy. And it's almost to the point to where. That. You know, it's like if you're. If you see somebody that's hungry, I, I, I you know, when I'm going to make this. And you know what? I don't care who gets mad, by the way. OK, you would get mad at me. But I'm going to make this example. I see a homeless black man. All the time. All the time. Sitting in front of a specific restaurant. And if you talk to the man, he's so smart. But he spends his time. Asking for food every single day. Asking for food every single day. And I recently just started to, as of last year, I started to, you know, have conversations about black people actually starting to grow their own food and the lack of black farmers and, you know, different things like this. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? In this area that this man is in, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, there's enough land for this man to actually get some seeds and plant his own food. He has the ability to do that. It may not be that that four-piece wing with fries and pop that's coming out of that restaurant because I have, you know, bought him a few meals. I mean, in the look in his face, it's a combination of shame, brokenness, and hunger. He doesn't see a way out. He's homeless. He doesn't have a job. Doesn't seem like he has family. And I'm thinking like, man, it wouldn't cost this guy a lot because if he's out begging, he could definitely beg for a couple dollars to go to Dollar Tree. Plant, him, plant himself some cucumbers, tomatoes. Just in the summer. This is just a thought. And say, hey man, you know I grew this. And start to feed himself. And the reason why I made that example, because it's a true example, is that, you know what? We, as black people, are no different than the homeless man. 
We don't choose to, to grow our food. We don't choose to have a pride in regards to saying, yes, I'm feeding my family this way. There's so many people that's out here, you know, and saying, yeah, you know, I'm providing for my family. No, 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 no. I'm feeding my family. Man, my family's hungry. They need to eat. But guess what they do every day? They get up and go to work, make the money, and then go buy the food. Right? To them, in their mind, they're providing, which is true. But in actuality, when they go and spend that money, and not they, we, because I do it too, right? I'm not excluding myself. You know what? They're taking money out of their household. It's the reason why. It's the reason why that we're in worse shape than our ancestors were coming out of slavery. It's the reason why. It's the reason why we're having less children. It's the reason why we're starting to die faster. It's the reason why that we're not healthy. It's the reason why that our spiritual level has went down. Right. We're starting to see black people commit suicide at it. At enormous rates. And this and this is not only the people in poverty situations. There was just a mayor that just committed suicide. Or a politician that committed suicide. I think former Miss USA just committed suicide. I don't want to go off into that because that'll be a whole conversation. But I'm just saying it's a reason why these things weren't happening 50 years ago. That's a short amount of time for us to start seeing. Oh, my God. A lot of different things is coming about. So, of course, what am I equating this to? Economics. Economics, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, our good friend Whoopi Goldberg made some statements. If y'all hear those horns blowing, ain't no doubt about it, man. I live in the hood. You know, I love it. I've always said I'm never leaving the hood. I'm never. So, you know, you might hear sirens, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's it's going to happen, right? It's a chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. We get it cracking over here. But Whippy Goldberg just made some comments about the Holocaust. Right? They weren't derogatory. She gave her opinion. Whippy Goldberg was suspended for two weeks and she apologized. Right? It's all over the internet right now. 
Brian Flores, which I just made a podcast about this last night, is suing the NFL because he's feeling that he's being discriminated against. Right. We are seeing. During the great resignation, we are seeing black women. Right. As well as men. But as well as men starting to see. The I think we should name this until the. The black promotion scenario. Meaning that as a lot of people are leaving their jobs, oh, guess who's still willing to work? See, everything comes back. Everything comes back. Now, guess who they have to promote? Now, all of a sudden, black men and women can do the job. Hmm. But guess what? Still being underpaid. Right. Do we have the guts? Do we have the balls? Do we have do we have um, the mindset to say, hey, look, we're going to create our own industries. Because guess what? If Whippy Goldberg was on something that she owned, hmm, she could easily say, hey, listen here, I said what I thought and that's what I meant. I'm not apologizing to no one because I didn't do anything wrong. I'm getting sick and tired of these scenarios to where they are trying to put people up on, throw people under the bus for statements that are being made. Because guess what? Our experience is being misinterpreted as black people every single day. Who's apologizing for it? Right. On this podcast right here, when I said when Lil Nas X was on the BET Awards. And he was up there kissing another black boy and he's sliding down the pole and this um, they're letting him put out these videos with him having titties and shit. Right. And his eyes is just bubbling out of his head and shit like that. Do you think that that's a fair representation of black men? Ain't nobody apologizing for that shit. You better believe that. Y'all got to understand How powerful ownership is. Because guess guess what? 
I'm going to let you know something. If you are waiting, if you're going to wait for uh, there's going to be a statement that's going to be made from the NFL. An apology, a, a sincere apology. You know, now guess what? Guess what Whip, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is going to have to do? She's going to have to go on a cultural voyage. Right. If she wants if she wants to. If she wants to maintain a certain um, her position or they may just fire her off the top. They may just fire her. Right. Nick Cannon is back. Right. But Nick Cannon had to go on a cultural voyage for saying something that he thought. Right. I think it I think it I think it makes us look. I'm happy things like this are happening. Right. But I'm also. I also don't want to see it. But let me explain that. The reason why I'm happy that it's happening is because, you know, in a certain scenario, right? Whippy Goldberg was looking and sitting on the view as if she was untouchable, right? I mean, she's up there and I can understand, you know, what her point of view. And this is not me coming at Whippy Goldberg, okay? But let me let you know something. And be clear about this. You know these people can snatch you right up. They can snatch you right up. And here's the reason why. Because they own it. They own it. And for every one cent... That black people have. You could probably compare that to. 15,000. That the Jewish community has. So they're. They're using their economic base. As power to protect their culture. They're using their culture as a shield and saying hey look you can't you can't even and I mentioned this before you can't even come in our community and even try to mix anything we're not going to allow it but for whatever reason our community is being ran through, ran through. It's ran through by the Asians. It's ran through by the Hispanics. It's ran through by the whites. Um, it's ran through by everybody. You want to know why? Because we don't own shit. We thinking that it's something wrong to invest where we live. Why? Because it may be gunshots. Why? Because it may be drug, it may be drug abuse. Why? Because there may be a, a broken down house on that corner. But guess what? That still ain't stopping your ass from going over there and, and spending your 565 for that box of rice and shrimp and sweet and sour sauce 
It's right there by that broken down house. Or that still ain't that that still ain't stopping your ass from going up there and paying and paying your $40 for that fifth of Hennessy that's owned by the Arabs. Don't be stupid. That's why I say shit like this has to happen. Because as soon as they expose the people that we think is powerful and say, you know what? No, 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 no. You think they're powerful? Let me show you what powerful is. Get your ass up out of here. And we're going to make you put on one of our hats that we wear. And we're going to make you sit down with one of our influential religious leaders. And we're going to make you sit down and we're going to make you understand our culture. That's what power is. Ain't nobody running the T.D. Jakes. All due respect. Ain't nobody running the Cleflo Dollar. All due respect. Who's coming to them and saying, hey, you know what? Do you think that this is okay to speak about the black? Nobody. If somebody, if somebody gets out of line with the black culture, we don't have a group of people or a team to say, hey, you know what? This is what slavery was about. This is why it's offensive to come. We don't have that. We are an economic walking mat, a stepping stone. So, this is the reason why right I listen and support Boris Watkins because even though sometimes you know what I don't like how much he curses and this and this and this and he screams and he yells but you know what when he talks about ownership and developing our own community and when I listen to Dr. Claude Claude Anderson when the things that he's speaking about or when I'm listening to Minister Louis Farrakhan, when he's talking about the, the the mental and spiritual conditions of our people and how it's important to fast and different things such as that. You know what? I, these things resonate with me because we can consistently see examples of these things happening on a day to day basis. This is the reason why I tune in to Kevin Samuels. This is the reason why it's very, very important to have married black people. Because it's not about. I mean, it is about love, but guess what? Two is better than one. If you have a black man and a black woman together that's raising a family, they can put their money together. 
There used to be a term, I could do bad, I, I could do all bad all by myself. Oh, hell no. Times and change now. Not a hell you can't do bad by yourself. Because if you do, guess what? Your experience will be a lot different in, in, in this place that we call the United States. We have to build from the bottom. Vertical integration is key. Buying land and building from that land, we have to build our own institutions. You want to know why so many black businesses fail? Lack of capital is one of them, right? But guess what? A black person, well, think about this just for a moment. And I know I've mentioned this before, but I just want to, and I'm going to keep mentioning it. You know what? Starting a business on paper don't mean shit. A lot of people say the first thing you need is funding or a business idea, this and this and this. But really and truly, the ground that you walk on is the first thing that you need to have in regards to starting your own business. Old school black people, if I were you, starting a business, I won't give a damn where it, where you're at. You need to go somewhere where you own or you could buy the land. And own it outright and then start the business there. Because guess what? It's going to give you time. It's going to give you time to mess up. If young Joe back there is messing up the fries. And then, you know what, for a while, you know, you get a rap. Dang, um, over there at Joe's, they got bad fries over there. So guess what? You may have to go through a three month Scenario of people not even eating your food. This is just an example. And then if you don't own the land, because here's what happens. How are you going to pay the rent? The lease. You didn't borrow everything up in there. But guess what? If you own the land, you don't got to pay rent every month. Because you own it. It's yours. See, if Whippy, if Whippy Goldberg, if she actually, if she actually, and if she was passionate about owning her own network, like Oprah Winfrey did and sold out. like Oprah did and sold out, right? She would have more control. She would have had more control. We see the same thing in music. These rappers are out here, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's been more dead rappers. I think it's a, we broke a record in 2021 for Rappers being murdered. 
And they coming in and they study trying to figure out the music business. Right now, we know. That the music business and the entertainment business is pretty much owned by Jewish people. I'm going to go there. But guess what? Ain't nobody apologizing for them. goddamn it. Ripping off all these black artists, though. In the music business. I mean, it is basically impossible for a black man. And I'm just speaking about the black inner, the black rapper to turn a profit in music. I mean, we it is podcasts, it's everything, it's everything, it's everything. They won't release the secret. They're just constantly making the money. I mean, every year it is a big ecosystem and somehow... It's a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. And somehow black, black people are squeaking out maybe five to 7% of that. And we're actually able to see a Jay-Z, a Beyonce, a Rick Ross, a Wiz Khalifa. But who's making the lion's share of the money? Ain't nobody apologizing for that shit. Oh, but when you talk about that, oh, you know what? Don't worry about that. That's business. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, we can't even figure out how to put out a damn album. Independently and make some money. And here's the reason why I'm saying these people use their economic base very well. And I'm not coming at Jewish people. I'm not saying that these are evil people or anything. But what I'm saying is the exact truth. I remember at one point in time, LeBron James had made a statement about the amount of money that uh, Jewish people have. Man, they came and LeBron was like, hey, you got to apologize. I was disappointed in LeBron. If if anybody know anything about me, you know what? I'm a, I'm a LeBron James fan. I was disappointed because he apologized. I said, you know what? God damn it. He didn't say nothing wrong. But see, LeBron James is one of these people. He understands business, right? And we all know in order. And, and see, this is something that us as black people, maybe we need to understand a little bit more. And this is and it's all ties back into ownership. A lot of people are saying, you know what? In business, in order for you to get in business, you have to do business with Jewish people. On some level. Right. What I'm saying is, you know what, simply that's not true. We have to take control of our own of our own business, even if we have to jump off the stage, because that's what it is. It's a stage. Even if we have to jump off the stage. And go back down the ground level and start to rebuild. I was talking to somebody last night and they said, man, do you know how hard it is to get 
2,400 millionaires or multi-millionaire people, black people in the same room and to have them to sit down and put their money together and the ideas together to create an NFL team or to create a social media platform or to start a business. Man, that's too hard. Really? Well, look at Cheryl Underwood. When they got our ass off the view. Right? When she was doing all of that capping, and I love Cheryl. She's a great woman, very smart woman. But when she was doing all that capping, she soon realized that that woman up there was not going to go against another white man. You feel me? I want you all to start to look around on television and I want you all to start to point out outside of entertainment. What do you see a lot of black men at on television now? You don't. You simply don't. Hell, I even think they didn't got rid of Demond Lemon or whatever dude name was on CNN. I think they didn't got rid of him. I don't watch CNN anymore. Roland Martin, they got rid of him. He gone. He had to transition to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That Black News Network, which was all cap because it wasn't known by black people. You know, and this is the type of shit that we we have to deal with. They put black in front of something. That's what I'm saying. We're a marketing plan. The Black News Network, that that didn't go anywhere because the content wasn't authentic. Uh, you seen it. You knew that some of the ideas and everything was was not clear and the people behind it, it wasn't black. You see what I'm saying? It's the ownership scenario that's coming across. But then we have these people out here. We have to be responsible for what we consume. Because they're like, oh, you know, and I'm, and to be honest, I'm one of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm, if I think something is black and I'm not racist. Right? I'm going to support it. Hell, I go to, um, I go to a fresh market that's, Owned by Hispanics, owned and operated by Hispanics. There is not one, and I repeat, not one black or white person that, that works there. Not one. And I had to remind these people at one point in time, hey, look, check this out. If she can't speak English, if she can't understand me, I need to get somebody up here that can understand English. Because she keeps messing up my order. And I'm not coming here every, every Saturday to spend... Almost $22 from anywhere from $15 to $22 to get my order messed up. As simple as that. But guess what they have the ability to say? You know what, uh, Jerome, get your ass up out of here because this is a Hispanic uh, establishment. Right now she's working. So either you have a choice to have your order messed up or learn to speak Spanish. This is how things work in the United States now. 
So we have a choice to, to continue to get bopped over the head, bop, 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 and to continue to be publicly embarrassed. Or we just say, hey, you know what? Look, check this out. This is us right now. This is this is my pharmacy, right? This is this is my media company. This is my real estate company. This is my this is my black consultant firm. And if you don't like the way we do business over here, you could get the hell out. Not now, but right damn now. Because basically, that's what everybody else has been telling us the whole entire time. This is our shit. You can't tell us what to do with our business. This is the reason why I'm laughing at Brian Flores. What did you think that was going to happen, Brian? Do you really think that they wanted you? No. And you're saying that you're surprised. Or you're going to sue. At the end of the day, you may be able to sue. You may be able to sue, but guess what? They have the ability to hire who they want to, Brian. You really don't have a leg to stand on, young man. Why? Because they own the damn company. We know what you did in Washington or, or in, um, in Miami was good. But hell, you didn't win no damn Super Bowl. They got rid of your ass. And these and, and, and these are some of the harsh realities, ladies and gentlemen. That we just have to come to grips with. We are not in the 80s anymore. We're not in the 90s anymore. This is 2022. These people are turning back the clock on our ass. Oh, yeah. Racism is alive and very well. The only way that we that, that we're going to fight it and fight it and be more. Um, how should I say successful? Is we're going to have to turn the clock back and say, hey, these are our own institutions. And if you want to do business with us, then you're going to have to do business on our terms or we're going to have to meet each other halfway. But we cannot go back in your building anymore. We got our own building. We cannot be up under your broadcast anymore. We got our own broadcast. We cannot buy your food anymore. We're growing our own food. And we're doing this out of necessity because we don't want to be embarrassed in front of the world anymore. Hell, anyone knows and they can see that Whoopi Goldberg or Whoopi Goldberg is not racist. The woman doesn't have a racist bone in her body. Hell, she talk about black women and black men more than she talk about any goddamn body. I'm embarrassed for her. 
Not embarrassed on regards to what they what she said. I'm embarrassed to how they damn treated her and made her apologize publicly and nationally. It was a public lynching. Hey, but hey, when will we when will we understand? That we have to, and I'm not blaming these people because they're stand, they're standing steadfast on that culture. But when the hell are we gonna start start to stand steadfast on ours? Black ownership is key. We can't say black pride no more without saying black ownership. We have so many things. We have so many things. Imagine. Imagine somebody saying I'm black and I'm proud. Then. Someone else. There, there's another voice that says I'm black trans and I'm proud. Then someone someone else says, you know what? I'm I'm black, gay, and I'm proud. Then someone else says, I'm a black man, and I'm proud. Then someone else says, I'm a black woman, and I'm proud. Then someone else says, I'm a black nurse, and I'm proud. I'm a black truck driver, and I'm proud. What? Get the fuck out of here. We have so many things that's driving us apart. I'm going to put you on some game, and I'll never forget this. I'm in Bastrop, Louisiana, right? And I'm about to end the show. I'm in Bastrop, Louisiana, right? I'm walking. I've never seen this man a day in my life. He said, hey, come here, young blood. I said, what's going on? He said, you got some weed? I said, no. He said, yes, you do. I said, how you know? He said, I can tell. I said, I don't got a lot, and I'm not trying to smoke it with you. He said, you know, roll me up a joint. I looked at him, and I said, okay. Back in my earlier day, I was smoking weed. No, I, don't have, I don't have no shame about it. And I don't drink tequila no more, y'all. That's another thing. Salute to Jay Love. Salute to Jerome Thornton. I'm proud of myself. I don't drink. I don't drink no more. But the man, as we're... As he's rolling up a joint, he's something to show you something. He said, as long as you live, he said, don't you, don't you forget this. I said, what's going on? He said, he said, pick up, he said, pick up me five, five, five of those twigs right there. I said, okay. He looked at me, he said, how strong do you think that twig is? I said, man, that thing ain't strong at all. He said, can you break it? Of course, I broke it with no problem. He said, how about you put all the twigs together? And now try to break it. It's a little bit harder than what you thought it was, wasn't it? And I looked at him and I said, you know what, man? You're right. And this is what's going on 
in our community. This is these little subsectors of our community, right? I'm talking about, and, and I mean, these things, if you notice, if you could look online, on the internet and everywhere else, you'll see that in our community, there's little splinters of areas of culture. And it's, it's driving us apart to the point to where that we're made weaker because someone could come through and break a splinter. Boom. And it's broken. Right? Just like someone could come through and break the social justice. Some, someone could come through and break separately. Right? Break the economic movement. Someone could come through and break the gay rights movement. Someone could come through. They could do all of these things, right? But if we stand together as one, as black people, they can't break that. They can't break that. That's the reason. That's the reason why. I said a long time ago, you know what? Black women need to shut the hell up sometimes. Sometimes we as a people need to shut the hell up and listen to the vibrations. Listen. And I know somebody is saying, well, you know what, Jerome, you got a whole lot of nerves. You got a whole podcast. Before you even say that, I didn't put out a podcast for an entire month because I wanted to see what everybody else was saying. It's a difference. I wanted to see what was our reputation representation really about in our media marketplace. We have a whole lot of work to do as people. But I can't eat an elephant all in one day and I won't try to. Right. Meaning that I can't go and speak about every single um, scenario that's going on with our community. But what I am going to say. Is it's time for us to understand that we have to come off. We have to come off. And I know it may be painful because we've gotten comfortable, but we have to come off of these areas and places within the media, even within the workplace, that's not owned by us. It's time for us to come off. We're going to have to sacrifice or start to make a plan to come off. We're going to have to sacrifice. We're going to have to work hard to develop, to develop our own media entities. Our own sectors in the United States. We're going to have to. It's if not. 
within the next 20, 20 years, within the next 20 years, I'm going to be 65 years old. I really, 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 really am scared to see what the next generation is going to have to deal with. From a black point of view, black children, black men, black women. What is that going to look like? What is a 30-year-old black experience going to look like in 2043? We have to lay the foundation down. We just can't keep going. It's just like we're on a we're on the Colorado River and just we just we're going up against the bank and we're you know what I'm saying we're over here and we're you, you, you know we're going down in the water, coming back up, gasping for air. I mean, we don't have no control. Nothing. But hey guys, this has been another presentation. Um podcast for the chicken and kool-aid podcast uh man y'all can follow me on social media at jerome thornton on facebook.com um on instagram virtual hustle 77 on uh, my business page which i don't even operate which is thornton media um there's gonna be some new things coming up in 2022 make no mistake about it um i'm gonna have to step it up because um i know the content is king and one thing that I'm showing and and I've shown in the past, if you look at any of my podcasts, anything that I stated that was going to be a danger or that we had to show concern or even think things that we made progresses toward, these things are shining through today. So I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Thanks again. And uh, man, leave a comment. Um, share my podcast. Um, we have listener support on. Um, different things such as that, you know what I'm saying? Start a conversation. Even if you think that I'm wrong, check me. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I, I'm not above I'm not above being corrected. Right? Um, if it's a learning experience, I'm not above that. So um y'all holler at me. One time. Enjoy your day.